Allow me to introduce myself. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Well, y'all done came a long way. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. This platform, the reach y'all have that you've earned, makes space for somebody like me. You guys have a direct line to the culture. Oh, my God. Charlemagne and DJ Envy? Damn. Yes, you are. All I do is read about The Breakfast Club. Really? Every morning, That's good. you guys are trending. Every, uh, you know, I drag my ass out of bed. I'm like, uh, what happened on The Breakfast Club today? Get, get your ass up! Yeah. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Amazing. Word. I feel Friday. I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. Yeah, I'm doing great. Wonderful. Even when it's not Friday, I'm great. Life is good. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Y'all do anything interesting? Um, when this morning? Listen, Yesterday. this morning I was listening to some new music on the way in. Y'all know I love Division, and Division and Ty Dolla Sign have a new album out. Ain't Division Drake artists? Yes, they're mm. OVO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, they have a new project out with Ty Dolla Sign that's amazing. But we're gonna talk about it later during rumors. But that's what I was listening to this morning. And the first song I heard from Off of There was before they have a song with Mac Miller called "I Believed It." And so now the full project is out today. So I just want to tell people you should listen to Cheers to the Best Memories. Okay. What you do yesterday, Charlamagne? Anything interesting? Uh, I was at my TV studio because, you know, my show premieres on Comedy Central on uh, Friday, September 17th at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm, I'm, in, I'm in that mode right now. Planning mode. I'm in, I'm, in t- I'm in TV war mode right now. That's where I'm at with it. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was at the uh, office yesterday. I, I got so many calls when I do these Carcellas in different cities. And I get so many calls from people that want to put their cars in the shows. Let me shout out to, um, I don't want to say their name wrong. It's uh, a bunch of uh, black women that are in a Jeep club. <laughs> they started a Jeep club, and it's pretty dope. Uh, I think 100 of them came out to Atlanta. And, there's and you a don't know their names? Detroit. No, the Sisters for Jeeps are in Atlanta, but I don't, okay. know, I don't know what the Detroit chapter, what they call themselves. Probably Sisters with Jeeps, Detroit chapter. No, it's not. It's not. If it was that simple, I would have definitely shouted them out. But yeah, yeah, they have um, they ride out and it's and it's dope, man. Is is they all come together? They do charity things. They they come together as, as queens and do shows and do giveaways and and really really help the community. So shout to those sisters. So they'll be joining me in Detroit. Uh, I think they have like ninety jeeps that they'll be coming through. Ninety sisters with uh jeeps popping up. So uh, shout to those sisters. Well, I, I love planning them. I love planning the, the shows and seeing so many different people and so many different family members. And the Carcella show in Detroit is all about giving back. So it's trunk or treat. So we'll have candy for kids. We'll do best costume giveaway, best costume prizes, and things like that. So I love doing that. So shout out to everybody in Detroit. What up, Doe? Well, salute to them. You know what we need to, man? We really need some doctors on The Breakfast Club to break down everything that's going on with this vaccine. Because I'm seeing so much misinformation that's got me like, what the hell is going on? I saw a doctor yesterday talking about people going to be dead within six months or three to five years that's taking the vaccine. What was his name? I think his name was Scott Brooks or something like that. I don't remember his name. But really? Oh yes. I, you say, oh, God, but I don't know. I'm We're all going to die in three to five no, years. No, he said everybody who's vaccinated. Vaccinated. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. So, but he, but the way, the, the way he broke it down, the way he broke it down, I mean, it's not wouldn't be the first time, but the way he broke it down is like, oh, okay. So whether the misinformation is wrong or not, 
it sounds real and it sounds authentic and it spreads all over social media and people believe it. How long you said we got? He said uh, the, three, to th- three to five years. years. I'm a ball out there. <laughs> well, that's that's the wrong mentality to have. Uh, I'm a ball out. Did three to five years. I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna sit back and just I just want. Cry. I just I'm I just want. Some, I just want some real concrete information. Even even when I went to the doctor the other day, like the doctor really like. She sighed and then just broke down how the CDC is changing things every single day. Mm-hmm. It confuses her and her staff. She don't even know what to tell people at this point. This is an actual doctor. Mm-hmm. That, I guess this, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's so many different things because, you know, you speak to some doctors and they say, definitely get it. It'll protect mm-hmm. you. And then you, you speak to some doctors and say, hey, they don't know. They don't know. nobody knows. I if, just saw a doctor um, that said that he won't treat anybody that's not vaccinated because he doesn't want people to... Uh, put themselves in a position where they could die just from not being vaccinated. Huh? So you don't treat? Well, what if they got yeah, something? What, what, what if they got something else that's <laughs> killing them? I'm just telling you, he said he won't treat that's anybody ridiculous. that's not vaccinated. I don't know that's, I don't, that don't even, don't sound, that don't even sound that ethical. Word is born. That don't even sound with. ethical. Hey, <laughs> I ain't mess with y'all unless y'all got the vaccination. That don't even sound ethical. What, what if I'm dying? What if you got, what if you got cancer? You're on your own. You got diabetes. You're on your own. Whatever that gives Come on, man. That's unethical. Y'all agree with that? Y'all are nuts. That's unethical. I don't even believe that. What doctor was that? Um, I'm going to tell you right now because I was reading the story. Alabama doctor Jason Valentine says he won't treat unvaccinated patients. That's ridiculous. It's in the Washington Post. That's insane. That's crazy. He, he, he must be getting slandered for that. That's insane. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, let's talk about a website for all the creators out there. They've been making a lot of money on here, but now they might have to figure out something new. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Money What's happening here in these streets? Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting you? Well, OnlyFans is going to ban sexually explicit content. I think we saw all of this coming. Did we? I thought yeah, that was the whole been... idea of OnlyFans. Well, I guess moving forward, if they want to get funding, if they want to be able to appease the banks and financial transaction services that they use, they have these requests to stop with the explicit imagery. So now nude content, consistent with its policies, will be allowed. But I guess anything explicit is not allowed moving forward. So I that get was ready for that. That's going to start October 1st. I thought that was the whole idea of OnlyFans, that it was, you know, people were explicit. People were showing their bodies and having sex and selling it. That's what I thought. Maybe I was wrong. They have 130 million users, 2 million creators. They've paid out $5 billion to models and performers. But, you know, you can see that as of late, they've been trying to get a lot of content on there from people that aren't doing adult content. So they've done deals with a lot of people. They reached out to me to try to do... You were on there, Envy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was doing real estate on there, yeah. Yeah, so they've done that. But I guess if they want to get certain funding, they have to get the adult content off of the site. I'm with it. I hope they start regulating all the social media. I, I, like I said, I've been saying this forever. I want social media that has the same FCC rules and regulations that radio and TV got. Well, I don't know that OnlyFans is considered social media, right? It's 130 million people on there broadcasting. That's like that. So that's like a, that's a that's a broad, that's like a broadcast. Because it's also private content. You have to subscribe, subscribe to each person. Yeah. So it's not like it's just available. You have to have a credit card. You have to go to each person's page and subscribe. It's kind of like think, um, they have those chat rooms, like those porn chat rooms, like Live Jasmine. I think, that you have to pay for. I think anywhere people broadcast, especially when it's that number of people, it should be FCC regulated. But isn't Instagram doing that? Then they say they were about to start doing that some, or, some type or, of subscription. Or, OnlyFans yeah, is also based in the UK and not here mm. in the United States. FCC's in the UK. Well, I'm just saying, right? just so you know, they don't have to. They don't have the same regulations that we have. The reason they're doing that has nothing to do with FCC, though. It has to do it's with the them wanting to get funding. Yes. Right. Yeah. 
All right. Now, the United States is going to erase student debt for those with severe disabilities. That's more than 300,000 Americans that leave them unable to earn significant incomes. That means they're going to wipe out more than $5.8 billion in debt, according to the Education Department. And it's the start of a broader overhaul of that program that's been criticized for a lot of people having all kinds of financial burdens later on in life. So they've heard loud and clear from borrowers with disabilities and advocates about the need for this change. They said they are excited to follow through on it. I love it, but I'm just trying to figure out where we get all this money from. I mean, I thought we were in debt at one time, but now we got enough money to, to do PPP loans, SBA loans. You really think loans. that? No, America's still in debt. What are you talking Are we about? just printing America money? Just, yes, America, so what is the dollar Once worth? again, America will always print money for everything except for the people. They will always find the dollar amount for everything except Bro, for the people. I keep telling y'all they spent $1.5 trillion on a freaking fighter jet that didn't even work. So, we, so what is the dollar <laughs> worth then? They're just printing money? They just print I have it? no idea what it's worth. All right. Well, that is your front page news. You can't just keep printing money. Yes, you can. I guess you're right. America can do whatever they want. You're right. They just won't do it for its people. All right. Well, get it off Especially your chest. Especially the poor and disenfranchised and black people. Well, I, think, I think erasing that debt is for the people, for people who have severe disabilities and can't work. Of course. But you know, yeah. they also said uh, months ago that they couldn't, uh, that a president could not erase student debt. That's what Biden and Pelosi said. But now all of a sudden they can. It's really a PR move to distract from what's going on in Afghanistan. But, you know, that's a whole other story. All right, 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. Call us now. It's a Friday. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? It's Kayla. Good morning. Kayla, good morning. Get it off your chest. Oh, I'm just tired of broke niggas. And no offense, I ain't mean to say niggas. I'm tired of broke men. And they be sitting around waiting on that unemployment that they giving out here in Georgia. And they don't want to work. And then you want to ask me to buy you a pack of motherfuckers. A pack of what? You want me to ask, you want to ask me to buy you a pack of cigarettes and you a grown man. I don't even smoke cigarettes. You say that you say that until you remember that he put one hand on your back and one hand on your frontal. That'll change your whole perspective. See, that's how he got me last night. <laughs> that's how he got me last night. But see, he's not going to get me no more. See, okay, I put him on ice for like a week, right? Okay. I ain't say nothing to him. You know, I just ignore him. So yesterday, you know how the game goes. You, you know how it goes. You keep the ball in your court. I texted him. I was like, I'm on the way over there. And he said, right, to me? I was like, yeah. So I went over on my time and I popped him. Damn. Now, let me ask you this. You don't smoke, but he's a smoker? Yeah, girl, he smokes cigarettes. He don't even smoke trees. Does that bother you? Get high. Huh? Does that bother you? You know, it's hard to date a smoker. Nah, my mom used to smoke cigarettes. R.I.P. mommy. She used to smoke cigarettes, so it don't bother me. I bet you bought him some cigarettes when you went there. I bet you bought him some cigarettes when you went over there, though. No, I did not. No. Okay. I ain't taking nothing. I bought my sister a pack of cigarettes. I was like, if anybody, I bought my sister some. I bought her some yesterday. It's Friday. You going to see him later tonight? Girl, no. All right. We're where you calling see. from? Where you from? Georgia. I'm calling from Brunswick, Georgia. This is Kayla and Charlemagne. You still fine. Oh, thank you, baby. Would you buy Charlemagne some cigarettes? I don't smoke. Man, I would Can never. I, what? Would I don't you buy smoke. Charlemagne some cigarettes if you smoke? I don't smoke, and I would never smoke. I would, no. 
first of all, I wouldn't have to buy Charlamagne a cigarette because he can buy his own. That's, That's right. That's the problem <laughs> with old buddy. He need to buy his own cigarettes and stuff. Like, I got two kids. Mm-hmm. All right. Sound like you got the struggle, mama. Well, you have a good morning. Oh, we don't get struggle. That's over. <laughs> That's right. Is over. Get that it's negative over. energy off you, baby. Hello, who's this? This is Jessica. Hey, Jessica, get it off your chest. You all right, uh, Envy? <laughs> get it off your chest, Jessica. <laughs> Hi, Envy, Angela, and Charlemagne. This is Jessica. I'm from Charleston. 843. Hey, Jessica. Hey, so my thing was I heard y'all talking about the government um, giving out all this money, but I haven't even got my income tax check yet. Mm. Damn. You should have got that. Except it's, it's, almost, it's August. Yeah, you should have got that already. Right, that's okay. I'm, I'm gonna say, but with, also too with the vaccine, it's like it's causing division amongst people, and we really need to come together and just take care of each other. Also, um, take care of your immune system and your health. Mm-hmm. I would like to shout out our business. We have a natural herb business in Charleston. It's called Sacred Roots with a Z dot com that you can get stuff for your immune system and everything else. Salute so to Sacred Roots. Take care of everybody. You know what? I, I said salute to Sacred Root. You know what though? Um, if, if 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 you believe that the COVID vaccine is man-made, you know, mm-hmm. would anything mm-hmm. natural be able to fight against it? Yes, anything that's going to help your immune system. Um, you want to get things for um, like bronchial, your lungs, mm-hmm. and it's mainly just immune system. You want your immune system to be as strong as possible to fight it off. But but even if it's man-made, because what if somebody gives you poison? Holistic stuff can't fight against poison. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking questions. Actually, there are things like you have activated charcoal, things that can uh, deter poison out of your body. Mm. I guess it just depends on the potency of it. There gotcha. is something for everything in nature. The thing with medicine is they give you things that come from nature, but mm-hmm. it's partial, so you have side effects. So if you don't have the whole plant then that's where the side effects come from. Right, so like, if have have mens- mm-hmm. like if you have menstrual cramps or a headache, there's natural things that you could take that'll help you with that. Your stomach exactly. hurts. Red raspberry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mugwort, things like that, too. Right. Sacred Roots with a Z. Y'all go there. We have a website. You can type in what you're looking for or your sickness or illness, and we can help you. I love right. it. Salute. You help yourself. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Elizabeth. Hey, Breakfast Club. Hey, Elizabeth. What up, Elizabeth? Get it off Hi, your chest. Guys, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say it was a long overdue. My my husband's birthday was in July, and I wanted to say happy birthday. Nope. Um, nope. You're too late. It's null and void. No, now. No, no, you got to no. wait till next no, year. Man, listen to me. <laughs> I know you. I know you. He's a cancer. He's a crybaby. That's right. You know, <laughs> but I also want to share some sad news. Okay. I lost him to suicide on Saturday. Oh my God! Oh, I'm, sorry oh, I'm so that. sorry. And I just want—I just feel so bad that I didn't, you know, just pray some sooner. And mental health is a real thing. It definitely. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from California because I can't sleep. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Mama. We've been together for 25 years, and and that's what I always used to brag about. We have four kids. Mm. I can like relate to you, and you know, DJ Envy. And he was my king. I'm so sorry. Have you? When's the and funeral? 
we don't even know. We're waiting for the body to just get released. And I mean, I just want people to know that people can really hide their hurt. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because there's no way we missed it. Well, don't don't blame yourself. I don't mean to be somber, but this man was my king. He was my everything. I think you should talk to somebody. I think you should, you know, when when you're ready, you know, after the funeral and everything, you know, maybe you should sit oh, down definitely. with a, a grief counselor, therapist. And don't blame yourself, definitely. Mama. That, that, that's, that's not your fault. You don't blame yourself. Oh, God. You know, it's hard, but I just, like, I look at our children, and I'm thinking, it just makes me sad. But, I mean, it's my life now, and I just realized that mental health is, is, is just something that we don't talk enough about. Absolutely. And make sure you, you know, make sure for your things. make sure your children have someone to talk to also. Oh yeah. I mean he left us with trauma that we can't unsee. You know? And it's gonna take a long time to undo if you ever undo it. I'm yeah. a, I'm a, I'm gonna give you a, uh, somebody's email to reach out to. Please I'm gonna put you on hold. Like, I need help. No I'm, I'm just crying for help. No I'm gonna give you I I'm, really am and you know I remember when I wanted to call earlier before and just give him praise because he's the hardest working man I've ever met. And all he ever wanted to do was provide for us and be good for us. And and it's just like, now I get to call, you know? Yeah. I'm we so definitely sorry, sending you. Know, we need prayer. We need, it's just rough. It's, yeah. You never imagine that this is going to be your life. But I just want to open people's eyes to just listen and pay attention, even if they're the happiest people. Mm-hmm. Well, we're sending you and your family prayers, you and your four children. Okay. Yeah, I'm sending you. I'm sending. I'm sending you and your family healing energy, and I'm, I'm gonna give you the email to a, a, a doctor to reach out to that I think can point you in the right direction for somebody for you and your kids to talk to in, in Cali. What part of Cali are you in? Uh, um, Southern California. Okay. Well, you hold, hold on. Hold on, on one more. second. Okay, you hold on. Don't hang Thank up. Thank you so much. All right. Well, get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. We got rumors on the way. Yes, and R. Kelly will tell you some more updates about what's going on during his trial. Yesterday was focused on herpes. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, R. Kelly was in court again yesterday, and a Chicago-based physician specializing in internal medicine appeared and testified that he had been treating R. Kelly since 1994. His name is Chris McGrath. And he said that R. Kelly knowingly infected women with herpes in violation of public health laws that require people who have an infectious venereal disease to notify their partners about that diagnosis. They said it's difficult to prove because it's not easy to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the defendant knew he was infected when the sexual intercourse took place. However, testimony from a doctor who is treating R. Kelly is damning evidence. It shows that as far back as 2007, R. Kelly knew he had a venereal disease. If it can be proven that he knew and that he continued to have sexual intercourse, then the offense can be proven against him. Now, he also did not pay for his medical services at all. He actually would give the physician and his wife free tickets to concerts and sometimes pay for them to travel to concerts around the country. Yikes. Yikes. Why yeah, they the, said why he was taking the physician take that as a payment? Um, you know, maybe he felt like, I'll, you know, treat you and I just want some tickets and some trips. Mm-mm. You could do that if you so choose. And Asriel Clary, who is one of his former girlfriends, you saw her also on Surviving R. Kelly, is going to testify against him in his federal sex crimes case, even though her family says there have been attempts to scare her away from going through it. According to her father, he told TMZ, nobody's forcing his daughter to testify. It's her decision based on her belief that what Kelly did to her and others is wrong. And she wants to do it for the sake of justice and to show what a monster he truly is. 
Ooh, it's a lot. Remember, there was a lot of things going on. They said her stress level is really high as she's preparing. Her car was set on fire last year, and a man did plead guilty in that case, if you guys recall, when all of that happened. Mm-hmm. So she's, of course, uh, scared about that. And that's only the first trial. I'm surprised none of this is being documented. What do you mean? Like aired on TV or something. Yeah, they said that people aren't allowed in the courtroom except for everybody working and the jurors and the alternates, too. Mm. All right, now, Britney Spears is under investigation for an alleged battery on one of her longtime housekeepers. There was an argument over her dogs, and Britney and her camp are saying the housekeeper is making it up and the case will go nowhere. Deputies were alerted to that incident Monday at her house. The housekeeper told cops she had taken one of her dogs to the vet, claiming that there were issues with the treatment of the pet. The housekeeper claims that Brittany confronted her when she got back, and they argued about the dog, and then allegedly she says that Brittany slapped her phone out of her hands. Initially, the housekeeper called deputies to the house, but then went to file a report at the station. So uh, Brittany's side is saying this is untrue. Who's watching over Brittany now? I know they said her dad wasn't watching over anymore. Is anybody or no? Um, I don't know who she lives with right now, but she does have her camp around. She has her housekeepers, so, and her man. All right, Larry David said he was relieved to be cut from Barack Obama's birthday party guest list. <laughs> he didn't want to show up. I, I know that feeling. When you really don't want to go in the way, you're like, yes, thank you for canceling. Remember we talked about his big party in Martha's Vineyard. He had to scale back the guest list, and a lot of people were uninvited, like David Letterman, Stephen Colbert, Conan O'Brien. Larry David was one of those people. He told the New York Times that he was happy he didn't have to show up. He said the reason was... He had assumed that he was going to be asked to perform a comedy set at the party. <laughs> and he went into a tailspin trying to think of what routine he could come up with in three days. Then he got the call informing that he had been cut from the guest list. He said, I was pretty glum when I finally called back his assistant. When he told me I was 86 from the party, I was so relieved. I screamed, thank you, thank you. He must have thought I was insane. Then I hung up the phone, poured myself a drink, and finished my crossword puzzle. That's right. He didn't want to show up anyway. I'll tell you one thing. though. You cut all the media personalities like Stephen Colbert and David Letterman. Wait till y'all little books come out, okay? And we don't let y'all on our shows. <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, how do they get this list of people being cut? Like, should what do you be, mean? Like, the list goes out? Yeah, I'm cutting this person, this person. Should no, they be- called people. The same way they they, call, they literally called people and told them, hey, we're making cuts to the party. Stephen Colbert joked I, about I, it I on TV. Yeah, but, Colbert did a whole bit about it. Yeah, people talked about it. Mm-hmm. And so Larry David's talking about it. So we probably wouldn't necessarily have known, but people are making jokes about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Amber Rose has announced that the Slut Walk will return in 2022. So we all know yesterday we were talking about her breakup and her ex, Alexander Edwards, him saying that he just uh, couldn't be with one woman and she accused him of being with at least 12 different women. Well, she posted, now my agent just called me. Slut Walk 2022 is on at Live Nation. Bigger and better than ever. God is good all the time. So congratulations. She's at Live Nation, so Live Nation's doing it this year, I'm I'm assuming. I mean, she added them, so I assume that must mean they're down with it. All right, now people are talking about Alex Rodriguez posing with this red Porsche that he gave to J-Lo for her 50th birthday. And he posted, I'm super down to earth. And so um, people are saying that they think that that Porsche that he gave her back in 2019, he took it back. Or maybe she gave it back and was like, I don't want this anymore. Who knows? But yeah, she also deleted all his pictures from her Instagram feed and all of that. But... Yeah, it don't, don't mean much when you take a car back from a person who can afford the same yeah, car. Yeah, Jay don't so. care about that little yeah, Porsche. you know what I mean? J-Lo could have bought that car 10 times over if she wanted to. See, I call it the little Porsche because I'm, I'm speaking like J-Lo. J-Lo don't care about yeah, that little Porsche. It also could have been that sometimes you break up with somebody and you hear like, here, take this back. I don't need it. 
<laughs> like yeah. maybe she was like, ah, I just left it there. I don't she, even want it. She probably wasn't even really that impressed when he got it the first time. That's J Lo, red Porsche, yeah. Yeah. okay, right? You know what I mean? All right. Well, that is your rumor report. So when you say, what do you get the person who who got everything? Something like, thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. Car. <laughs> All right. Well, we got front page news next. We'll be talking about. Yes, let's talk about 49-year-old Floyd Ray Roseberry. And he is a man who claimed to have a bomb near the U.S. Capitol. He's from North Carolina. We'll give you more information. All right. We'll talk about it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And our friends at Samsung have something big brewing over there. And I think it has to do with the new Samsung Galaxy. They keep saying, are you ready for this life? Not sure what it means? But come August 11th, we're all going to find out. Learn more at Samson.com slash reserve. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. All right, let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's start with authorities investigating what led 49-year-old Floyd Ray Roseberry to drive onto the sidewalk outside the Library of Congress, and he was making bomb threats to officers. He was having all kinds of anti-government grievances. He also live-streamed for a Facebook audience during this time. Now, his page has since been taken down. A lot of the video has been taken offline, but here are some of his threat. I'm not hurting nobody, Joe. I'm not pulling the trigger on this thing. I can't. There's no way for me to blow us up. Only you can by shooting a bullet through my window. I love this land. You shoot me, there's two and a half blocks going with me. The revolution's on. I'm looking for all my other patriots to come out and help me. We cut off health care. I can't even get damn shots for my back no more. But yeah, they'll give them them superstar athletes, won't they? They'll give them them. Now, what are we giving this guy energy for? Who's that? Well, this was just happening. I don't know if you saw this happening yesterday, mm-hmm. but there was uh, this man was claiming to have a bomb near the U.S. Capitol. It was like a five-hour negotiation standoff with the police. Why didn't you shoot him? And, no, he was, and he was live streaming. Well, he was saying he had a bomb, so you didn't want to detonate a bomb inside of the truck. So if you would have shot at the car, it could have possibly detonated whatever bomb he said he had. I'm surprised one of them snipers ain't get on the building and just shot him right between the eyes, honestly. How did it end? How did it end? Well, he was taken into custody without incident, and they said they did not find an explosive device <laughs> in his truck, but they did find possible yes. bomb-making what? materials. I think we can tell what racy is just by his voice. No, they said part of the issue was, and he had a, a seven-pound bag of... Um, Rice. <laughs> Gunpowder is what he was claiming. Grits. He said bomb grits. making material. Seven pound bag of grits. But he was <laughs> he was grits. talking about insurance, right? And he was talking about, um, according to the U.S. Capitol Police Chief, he said that he did have some lo- uh, losses in his family. His mother recently passed away uh, of cancer. His wife had been di- denied insurance coverage for treatment of an unspecified cancer on her face. He said he had recently been denied coverage as well for shots, he said, just so he can walk. He said, I went to the doctor yesterday to get some of those cell therapy shots they've been bragging about giving to athletes all these years. The doctor says no shots today. Insurance don't cover it anymore. He said, my wife goes to the doctor. She's got cancer. And they told her it wouldn't cover it anymore because it's cosmetic. Mm-hmm. It's on her face. Where's your insurance at, Biden, Obama? You keep on letting all these illegal Mexicans in here, all these illegal immigrants in here from Afghanistan. Jeez. We're going to have free health care for us. You're giving it to them. He said, the South is fed up. People are sick, man. You know what I'm saying? Folks dealing with all types of stuff. So, you know, you you got those mental issues and those emotional issues, and eventually you snap. Folks just out there trying to survive. Right, but as you can imagine, it was a very scary situation for people because this was a five-hour standoff case. All right, Elon Musk says that Tesla is building a humanoid robot 
And that's going to be for boring, repetitive, and dangerous work. He said it's basically going to start dealing with work that is uh, boring and what is the work that people would least like to do. He hasn't said what it would be sold for, but he said the robot will have a screen position where a human face would be to display useful information. According to Elon Musk, he feels like this robot will have a profound impact on the economy. He said physical work would be a choice in the future and a universal basic income would be needed. That's a great segue because, you know, y'all worried about illegal immigrants taking the jobs. That's what's going to be taking all the jobs in the future, them damn robots. And, you know, basically what um, Elon Musk is saying is that he has these cars already that are basically like robots. So why not have a robot humanoid? Yeah. Y'all better, y'all better build a wall around Silicon Valley. That's what y'all need to build a wall around. Well, a bunch of them cars are crashing, so they ain't 100%. And, and the people have been dying. And also, I mean, Elon Musk, he's, he's doing a lot. But there's a lot of people that are still waiting for them. That, that pickup truck he's supposed to do that was supposed to be bulletproof. The yeah, fastest people had to car order, order it in advance, right? Yeah, but all those cars that were supposed to come out last year, we ain't seen them cars yet. Well, he said this uh, robot is going to use the same computer chip as these self-driving vehicles. It'll navigate mm-hmm. with eight cameras, mm-hmm. no different than Tesla's vehicles. It's going to be five foot eight, so that's taller than you, Charlemagne. It's going to so- weigh 125 pounds <laughs> and be able to carry 45 pounds and move as fast as five miles per hour. That's going to take all the jobs in the future. That's who y'all need to worry about. Y'all so worried about illegal immigrants and Mexicans and everybody else. And robots are going to be taking all the jobs in the future. Guaranteed. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back from Black Voters Matter, oh, man. we have uh, Latasha Brown and Cliff Albright joining us. So we'll I talk love the work that back. Black Voters Matters are doing. And right now, I don't, you know, I keep telling y'all, they're t- trying to take y'all Negroes right. They're not trying. They are taking y'all Negroes right to vote away. Mm-hmm. So we'll discuss. All right. We'll do that when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us this morning. That's right. Two people who are never not doing the work. They're right. always on the front line. Founders of Black Voters Matter, Latasha Brown and Cliff Albright. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning. Good morning. I, I don't think people realize how much Black Voters Matter does. Like, y'all are always on the front lines. Like, even now when people talk about, oh, well, you know, last summer it was all of these protests and stuff. Like, y'all have not stopped. No, we're in these streets. That's right. Mm -hmm. We're in these streets because our people need it. At the end of the day, for our work, it's not really centered around elections. Mm -hmm. Our work is how we're going to build independent black political power. Mm -hmm. And we know that elections are part of the process, but part for us is how do we build an ecosystem of our people really deciding what it is that we want. And so that's why we can't stop. That's why we say we do work 365 days out of the year. And our frame is can't stop, won't stop. We ain't going nowhere until our people are free. We ain't going nowhere. That's right. Well, how did you guys start Black Voters Matter? Well, you know, it depends on what you mean by the start, because we've been doing this work for over 20, almost 30 years, mm-hmm. and most of that doing it together. We met in Selma, Alabama. Latasha grew up there. I moved there with my wife, April. So we've been doing this electoral organizing, and more importantly, racial justice organizing. So we've been doing this work for almost three decades, but then a couple of years ago, about four years ago, we decided, you know what, what would we do if we had a million dollars that we could just start giving out to groups, just like groups that we work with every day and give them the resources that they need to be able to impact elections and to approach elections a different kind of way where it's not just about the the, the ritual of taking part, right, or, or, or the ritual of filling out the voter registration form, but doing that kind of deep organizing and connecting movement with electoral power, right? And so that's what we did. We started off in the first big election we did was in, in Alabama in 2017. Y'all might remember that. Doug Jones, Roy mm-hmm. Moore, 
election mm-hmm. and black folks came out then and, and shocked the world and after that we took it on the road and in 2018 spread out to seven states um, driving around in some rental cars that Latasha always teases me about. Mm-hmm. Says I used to he always had the cheap cars. See that? Guys. See that? Don't, he don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. The little cheap cars for thirty dollars. That when the wind blow, the car going off the road. I'm like, can't we just get an SUV or something? Right, right. But we went around to, to places, states, and rural counties that a lot of people don't know, can't even find on a map, because that's how much we believe in, in building power. And one of our models is Black Voters Matter everywhere. So that's what we did. So what do you think is going to happen moving forward? Because we've been seeing all these voter suppression mm. laws that have been getting passed in certain states. So what can we do to make sure that we're still able to access being able to vote easier? You know what? We got to fight. At the end of the day, mm. we have to really recognize what this is about. Part of what the work that we're doing, we're telling people we're honest about voting. Listen, our name is Black Voters Matter, but we're the first to tell you we don't believe that voting is going to be is going to lead to black liberation by itself. Mm-hmm. That's not what we believe. But what we do believe that it is a tool and that when people are in struggle and they're seeking to get power, you have to use everything available. We ain't leaving nothing on the table. Mm. And so at the end of the day, part of us, even the work that we're doing around, you know, even around voter suppression, is not just around that. It's really around getting people to say, go get your power. At the end of the day, we have to assert and stand in our agency. And so part of what we're doing is this is an organizing opportunity for us to literally get black people to think about. We have to think about our power. We have to think about our agency. We have to think about governance. If we're going to build something different, we got to think about governance. Because what I can tell you is when people are not thinking about that, you'll create the same thing mm-hmm. that right. was already created. Right. So we have to we have to use this as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so the work that we're doing around voter suppression is twofold. One, it is, yes, we got to stop the bleeding now. We're actually out in these streets. That's why we are fighting for this federal legislation. Mm-hmm. So that what we're seeing is voter suppression that is happening when people are hearing about the for the uh, um, the people John act. Lewis for the People Act and the John mm-hmm. Lewis Voter Advancement Act, mm-hmm. we need that to actually stop the pain that's happening now. Right. But beyond that, we also need. You know, I always ask people this question: What would this nation look like without racism? Mm-hmm. Just sit in that for a mm-hmm. minute, right? And the reason why it's important to ask this question because if we ain't asking that question, what we doing? Because we'll never create that if we mm-hmm. can't even envision that. And, and and if I could add on, you know, I agree with everything Latasha said. You know, but. In, in regards to that that fight against the voter suppression piece, we got to be willing to use the power that we have. So one of the things we did in Georgia was we started this whole corporate accountability campaign where we said, look, corporations, we, we, did, we had research that said, oh, Delta is giving X amount to the very people that are pushing these bills, right? So we said we got to call them out right. and we got to hold them accountable. Right, we gotta tell you, you can't have it. You can't be uh, asking us to be your employees and be your your consumers and living off of us and, and dependent on us while you're funding our suppression, mm-hmm. right? And so we did a whole corporate accountability campaign to fight back against that Georgia bill, to fight back against the Florida bill, to fight back against the Texas bill. In Texas, it worked, right? All of it worked because at the end of the day, that's what movement is, right? Mm-hmm. We started in Georgia, couldn't stop the bill in Georgia, but it created momentum that then let us stop the bill in in, in Texas. What do you say to people? who say that, you know, voting doesn't matter or people who say, I don't like any of the candidates, so I'm not mm. voting. You know, that's, that's, that's like, a <laughs> We say well, you're right. <laughs> I mean, the truth of the matter is you have to understand this ain't about, this ain't a popularity contest. This, we, ain't ta- we ain't talking about no talent show. That's right. We're talking right. about at the end of the day, somebody, if anybody has done any social justice work, I can tell you the difference when I go into a courtroom that if a DA matters, absolutely. If one DA in, is in office opposed to another DA, that can make a difference between whether our people get time in jail or 20 years to life. Mm-hmm. Having a judge in place that 
is least more accountable to community makes a difference for us. So we have to really see this as a harm reduction strategy. Mm-hmm. Also, we have to put people in position. Cory Bush being in position, mm-hmm. this right. sister being in position, being voted by young folk. Right. As a result, the entire process around housing eviction, her actions matter. Right. So mm-hmm. for us to not acknowledge, right. right, you don't have an analysis of power mm-hmm. if you say it doesn't matter. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, it's really around how you're going to use the tools to actually advance your community. And voting is one of those. Every single aspect of our lives is impacted by voting. Find me something that isn't. Now, you and, recently met with uh, Kamala Harris. How was that meeting? It was actually mm-hmm. a really good meeting. Was, well, you you know, actually, you, you weren't expecting <laughs> No, you know what? <laughs> I, it's an actually. I, had, you I, I know, you know. No, because, you know, she's a good sister. I will say this, that I have been to several photo ops, right? Mm-hmm. Or there are scripted pieces of what you got to say or what can't say. I didn't, that wasn't that meeting. That meeting, I felt like it was a genuine, um, we, were, we, we were given the space and a lot of time to be able to share what we thought. And to hear from more about what she was doing that we didn't know. And so in that space and in that spirit, it actually felt like a, a really good meeting. I think we learned and there was an exchange and some of the suggestions we made. You know, I think she's taking that on as well. And so in that space, that's part of the reason. Because I have been to the White House meetings where they were like, uh, here your photo. Bye, y'all. Right, right, right. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> All right, we have more with Latasha Brown and Cliff Albright from Black Voters Matter. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Latasha Brown and Cliff Albright from Black Voters Matter. Charlamagne? You know, it seems to me, and I love the word that y'all are using, accountability, because mm-hmm. it seems to me like we're not holding Democrats accountable enough because mm-hmm. there seems to be no sense of urgency in the Democratic Party in regards to voting rights. Like, they're clearly trying to take away black people's, mm-hmm. you know, rights to vote. And when you hear the Joe Mansions of the world say things like they're not even willing to do carve-outs right. to mm-hmm. preserve our voting rights, what is, how did that make y'all feel? It, it, I mean, it makes us upset, right? That's why we've been in these streets. You know, mm-hmm. that's why we've been leading protests um, at the Senate office buildings, right? To, to, to call them out, to say that they got to end the filibuster, right? That's why we, we led a march just last week at the White House telling President Biden, you got to pick a side. Mm-hmm. You can't give a, a, pe- a speech where you all passionate talking about, oh, this is the biggest attack against voting rights since since the Civil War. And then in almost the very next sentence, you say, ooh, but I like me that filibuster. Word up. <laughs> you, know, like, you can't, you can't do that. Like, you, can't, you can't play both sides. You got to mm-hmm. pick a side. And so we, we're, we're serious when we say we got to hold them accountable. And we got to recognize the differences between president, um, Senate, Congress, even the state levels, right? Because you can make the argument, you look at you look at the Texas Democrats. Like they're taking it seriously. Right. They left their state to fight this fight, right? And so you got different pieces of who the Democrats are, but the ones that we need right now are not stepping up. The Senate has not stepped up enough. The president clearly has not stepped up enough. We even have to put pressure on the House right now, because here's the deal. The House ain't the problem, right? They passed the Florida people. Mm-hmm. They're about to pass, starting on Monday, they're about to pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. Heck, for the past month, four four members of the Congressional Black Caucus been in the streets with us and got arrested. But we still need the House to do more because right now they've got leverage. Mm-hmm. There's an infrastructure bill, right, that, that the Senate was all excited about because they just passed it. Biden all excited about it, right? But guess what? It got to go back to the House. Mm-hmm. And the House can say, look, until you act on H.R. 1, it's called HR1 because it was their first priority. They said it's the most important bill to us, the For the People Act. That's why they call it HR1. So the House can say, look, until you act on our priority, we're not acting on that infrastructure bill. They got the power to do that. We got we to gotta do what we got to do. And right now, that means we got to be doing more direct actions. We got to be in That's these right. streets. We got to be willing to do some civil disobedience. It's going to take that level. It shouldn't take this much. 
to get something that we were supposed to have mm-hmm. with the 15th Amendment in 1870. It shouldn't be this hard. But if, 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 if this is what it's going to take, then we're going to step up and, and rise to this moment. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about Joe Biden's presidency so far? <laughs> I mean, you know, I think, you know, we're not going to say that he ain't done nothing, right? Um, COVID, right? The relief, the first relief bill, this child tax credit. You know um, some of the stuff on infrastructure. This stuff happening, right? So, so you know, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna say that you know, he ain't done nothing. But on the defining issue, voter suppression is a violent crime because when you have voter suppression, it leads to policies that have violent impact on okay. our lives, right? So there's some stuff that he's done, but he's got to do more, and especially on the issues that are the issues that our folks want to see. Act- Black folks want to see action on voting rights. Black folks want to see action on police, police violence. We That's still right. waiting on. We still waiting on George, George Floyd Act. We still got the Breathe Act, right? That's still got to be dealt with. That goes even farther than than the George Floyd Act. We want to see some some uh, student debt canceled, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you that personally. Mm-hmm. We want to see HR forty dealt we with, see reparations. right? We want to see some reparations. So there's some stuff happening, but on the defining issue of voting rights, and then on other issues that are impacting our communities. He's not moving fast enough. We need him to keep up that same energy he had for infrastructure. We need him to deal, to have that same energy when it comes to the stuff that our communities are demanding right now. Queen Brown, how would you answer that I mean, question? I think it's the same. I'm ditto, I'm ditto with my brother. You know, mm-hmm. I think that uh, what has been most disappointing, mm-hmm. like, why the hell are we fighting like this for voting rights? Mm-hmm. Like, to voting me, that's, rights. that's, that's right. like a slam dunk. That's right. right. At the end of the day, this. let's be clear. Joe Biden would not be in office right now had That's it right. not been for black folks. That's right. We did That's a Lazarus right. move on him. Mm-hmm. We raised his campaign from the dead. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. Can these bones have life? Can these bones live again? Black folk in South Carolina said, and part of it, and you know, and it really frustrates me when I hear people trying to, black folk are the most sophisticated voters because we literally look at voting as a tool for, for not about who we like. It is how we going to get a little breathing room. The bottom line, black people are sitting in a midst of a structurally racist political system that we didn't create, Mm -hmm. but we are victim to. Mm -hmm. And so we have to find different access points Mm -hmm. as much as possible just to give us a little space, Mm -hmm. a little breathing room, Mm -hmm. a little resources, because it makes a difference around how black businesses are treated, Mm -hmm. how we are treated in terms of health care. So we can't ignore that. So to operate like we could just throw everything out, you ain't being strategic and you ain't got no analysis. Be quiet, because at the end of the day, if you ain't going to help get black folk power, shut up. Do you feel like you're you're fighting a losing battle? Because it's 2021. Mm. And we're fighting for voting rights. Don't that seem wild? Absolutely. But let me say this. Mm-hmm. That whenever the push, the resistance is great, is because what we're seeing right now is not because we're losing, y'all. It's because we're winning. We're seeing this response. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a backlash mm-hmm. because we showed up. Mm-hmm. And we have to continue to show up and show out. There's change happening. But those who have been in power are actually pushing against that change and they want us to feel like, oh, we can't do nothing. They want us to feel oppressed. They want us to be like, oh, we're going to be the It is very disheartening though when, you know, they, 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 they ask us to mobilize for the White House. They ask us to mobilize for the Senate. But then when it comes to doing something like getting rid of the filibuster mm-hmm. so they will actually have power in the deciding vote within right. with That's mm-hmm. right. Vice President Harris and they could actually get things done and to see GOP legislators applauding Joe mm. Manchin and Kristen Cinema mm. for, for for not doing that because without it they would be dead meat. Their mm-hmm. words, not That's ours. Right. It's like, come on, they look like two wings on the same bird to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, I, it, it, we are dealing with a system that we talk about two parties. Mm-hmm. Both of them came out of the context of it's, it is a one party system in many ways. Mm-hmm. There's two different frameworks. Right there is the Democrats, but we have to be able to make there is a distinction. 
Like, there's no question. There is a distinction. Very hard to tell right it, now. It's, it's hard to tell, <laughs> right? Hard to tell. Because, what we're t- because what we're dealing with in the midst of this is that black folk have always been a negotiating tool within this political system. Mm-hmm. We just got to acknowledge that. I actually have the audacity to believe that the that when black folk literally operate in space of our power, that we're going to be able to transform everything around us. We actually working with a group in Tennessee that literally are uh, a, a multicultural, multi uh, racial coalition that is actually working to take over the city council mm-hmm. so that they can actually change That's the entire it. charter so that they can make it more democratic. Mm-hmm. We've got to start thinking in those kinds of ways. There are people who are actually founding, I don't know if folks know this, but nine years after slavery, there were 90 cities that were founded by enslaved Africans. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Are we creating 90 cities now? Mm-hmm. Our people are amazing. My point is, I think it's important for us to organize, mm-hmm. not because we're telling people to believe, because for us, we're not telling people to believe in the system. Mm-hmm. We're telling people to believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. If you're talking to a couple of people, you know, we we part of a group that we actually created a third party in Alabama, in, in Dallas County, Alabama, right? Because we got tired of the way, at least at the, at the state level, that the party was taking advantage of black folks in the, in, throughout the black belt of Alabama. So we created a third party. There are, there are times and moments where we need to do some options like that. And literally when we did it, we mm-hmm. were building off the same laws that were in place when, when Kwame Tori, Stokely Carmichael, so name and the, the Freedom Party, <laughs> right? And in fact, in fact the, 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 the logo, logo, that's right, the, the logo the for the Freedom Party was an uh, image of the original Statue of Liberty in the form of a black woman, right? Wow. This was 2006. So we, we're not opposed to having a discussion around changing systems and, and changing party structures and, and having independent bodies and all that. You know, we just got to be able to use it, like Latasha said, strategically. All right, we have more with Latasha Brown and Cliff Albright from Black Voters Matter, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Latasha Brown and Cliff Albright from Black Voters Matter. Charlamagne? Question, because you know, I love the work that you know Black Voters Matter does, but if the George Floyd Policing Act... Mm doesn't pass, mm. which it probably won't. If the John Lewis Voting Rights Act doesn't pass. If the For the People Act doesn't pass. And folks know that Democrats could have got rid of the filibuster, you know, to really have power to push these things through. And it was Democrats that were blocking it. How in good conscience can we tell people to go out and vote next year for the midterm? Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't. I mean, at the end of the day, we got to be ungovernable. I mean, mm. at the end of the day, we have got to demand that. I also think that we have to take responsibility around how we are engaging in this in a different kind of way. You know, we're talking about the federal races, but these local races matter. Absolutely. Right? And so if that means we got to go Mm hyper-local and that we just focus on local, we're going to do that. We're going to be doing the work. Mm -hmm. Right? But it, it will determine the strategy of how we do the work going forward if we don't get something out of this process on the federal level. Now, what about the people who are listening right now, right? And, and say, I love what you're doing, but hey, guys, I can't go to the front line. Mm-hmm. How can they support? How can they make sure that they are part of the movement? Where them like dollars at? Where them dollars at? That's right. That's right. Where those dollars at? Right. I will. And I, I want people to recognize, even for us, a, a part of our work we hadn't talked about, we're doing this electoral part of the work, but a part of the work that we, a, a biggest part of our work is really about building infrastructure for black folk. Mm-hmm. And so last year, over 600 organizations, um, we actually funded directly. We mm-hmm. gave $10 million. We give half our, mu- whatever we raise, a half our budget, we give two black people grassroots wow. funds. So last year, we literally wrote checks to groups mm-hmm. on the ground in small communities that normally can't compete with resources mm-hmm. and distributed resources to them. Black businesses, we had one of the things that we did 
um, during Christmas was a collard green caucus. Collard green caucus. What's that? Listen, y'all. I know you know about collard green. I know a collard green caucus. I know, but I want to say on New Year's Day, what you got here? Collard greens and black eyed peas. There you go. So in the Georgia runoff, as y'all remember, you know, again, black folks came out, shocked the world on January, first week of January. But before that, the early voting period, the last day of early voting was New Year's Eve, right? So we decided to have a day where we were going to give out at polling places, at or at least at neighborhood close to, <laughs> to polling places, that we would give out um, bushels of collards. And, and cans of black eyed peas and we threw in some boxes of some cornbread to go with it and people could come out and they could get that and oh by the way you right over there by the early voting place how about you go across the street and go on and, and cash your vote right? we did that in 30 counties no 50, it we, was 50. We, we did it in a bunch of counties throughout <laughs> Georgia simultaneous the same day New Year's Eve not at night of course and folks came out and then they also get to do what and this is part of the answer to your question too we tell them look all we ask you to do Send this message, send this flyer to five of your friends. Everybody we touch, we believe, is an organizer. And between November to December, we fed our people. Not just, we're saying the Collard Green mm-hmm. Caucus, right. but we gave our groceries to over 20,000 people. We Not whether you vote or not. Like, literally, we think that's part of the problem. When folks just come around asking for the vote and don't care mm-hmm. about the well-being of our people, right. we're there. Even right now, we're doing warrant clinics where we're actually helping to to negotiate to get these big, uh, some folks from 3,000 to 5,000, just a simple traffic ticket. Mm-hmm. It's not three thousand to five thousand our folks don't have that kind of money so we actually are negotiating working with to make sure that we bring the courts to our communities and that we're actually clearing people fines out so they don't have to ride around um being afraid or they can't get a job because they can't get an id we do that with your money it's not just in terms of the electoral process so you can go to our website mm-hmm. blackvotersmatterfund.org you can go to our social media mm-hmm. um, Black Voters MTR you can get Cliff Notes on Twitter and Miss mm-hmm. Latasha Brown on Twitter on all the social media we're constantly putting up the stuff that we're doing because we're in these streets y'all we're in That's these streets right. including next Saturday make good DC. trouble rally let's That's go right. let's, talk right. about let's talk which, about it let's talk about it which by the way is also Angela Yee Day in New York but <laughs> alright alright all right. you got your own day Angela you deserve your own day come on girl alright so make good trouble rally what, what, what is that yeah we coming together we joining with a bunch of organizations, um, close to 100 organizations, anchor groups like Until Freedom, right? Um, you know, shout out to Linda and Tamika. They put it, putting it down. You know, we're in a state of emergency. So, you know, partnering with organizations as we commemorate the 1963 March on Washington, we're doing a rally at the Lincoln Memorial. We're going to have a, 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 a pre-rally concert going on with like gospel and, and, and liberation and freedom songs and, and all that going on. And we're coming together around 10 issues. That we've identified one of one of which obviously is voting rights, which mm-hmm. is important to us. But we're also talking about reparations. We're talking about immigration reform. We're talking about um, police violence. We're talking about gun violence gun more violence. broadly. We're talking about climate change, y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about yeah, all yeah. these issues because at the end of the day, voting rights is. And we said it earlier on. It's not something that we want people to just care about just as a, a thing. And a, and a ritual in and of itself it's because it's through those voting rights that we get action on all these other policies that, that our communities care about. So those are the kinds of things that we'll be doing in D.C. next Saturday, August 28th, starting at 10 o'clock for the concert, 12 o'clock 
with a rally. And y'all check us out again at those websites and, and the and social media. And they can sign that, up, too. You can, you can sign, sign up, up virtually if you don't want to come out. Come on out, and George. We're going to have a go-go band. Come on, mm-hmm. y'all. That's you right. singing too, um, Latasha? You know. You, you know. know you okay. Know. You already know how it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's about to bust in the song right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm glad y'all doing this because this voting thing really confuses me because I'm like, Democrats, you do understand y'all will lose y'all power. That's right. Right. If they take away y'all voting rights, they think they're going to win midterms. Right. right. And they they win the midterms, all hell going to break loose in this right. country. It's, I, I don't, personally, I think that they lose the midterms. I don't think we'll ever see a Democratic president ever again. We did a press conference I last really don't. week where mm-hmm. I, I delivered the message to Biden, even if you That's don't true. do it just for, for, for you know, the, 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 the right issue thing. and yeah. the right thing <laughs> itself. Check this out. You lose the House in 22. Guess what they're gonna do? Impeach Biden. They're impeach get, on the first day. Biden. The first you day. Get impeach Especially Biden. after this Afghanistan thing. Oh yeah, they start you about now. to lose your job, right? <laughs> 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 yeah. Don't tell them nothing. Don't tell, them. Tell, you don't tell them nothing. Let them learn on their own. That's all right. They're gonna learn. We're gonna make sure on the 28th, we're like, you're gonna learn today. That's right. Well, Latasha Brown, Cliff Albright, thank you for joining us this morning. Founders of Black Voters Matter, give them the website one more time. At blackvotersmatterfund.org, or you can text us. Text 79797. Text. We matter. We matter. Yeah. Pick a text, side. Anything. Text, text all we there. matter we to matter. 79797. Or join us on social media, Black Voters MTR, Miss Latasha Brown, and Cliff Notes. Come on, y'all. I've been waiting all week for that. <laughs> Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk, Soldier Boy. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So Soldier Boy posted a video on YouTube, and apparently he's about to get $140 million for this gaming company that he owns. Do you know what company that is? Mm-mm. What? Here's what he said. Big shout out to Atari, the whole staff. I'm about to revamp the company. We're going to take Atari to the next level. I am now the owner of Atari. I own the video game company Atari. They was real they was real proud of me and what I did with the Soldier Boy game console. You know what I'm saying? I blew Soldier Boy game up. Um, we about to sell the company for like, I think I'm gonna get 140 million. The first rapper to own a video game company. <laughs> I mean, if that's true, that's well, fantastic. That's Soldier Boy. Mm-hmm. We need to know more. And we want to talk about it. I would love to see how he would uh, revamp the company. I would think that Atari could just kill with mobile games. I'm sure. I'm sure they Atari probably already got mobile games, right? Like if you could get mm-hmm. Pac-Man and all them. What's that? What used to, us, us used to be on Atari? Frogger and all that stuff on your phone to play on your phone. Yep. Did they have Centipede? Was that Atari? I think so. Yeah. yeah. What it, What is Asteroid, really great is yeah. I love the big video games like that you could put in the game room or something like for, that. I'm looking for a couple it's of those Pac-Man. right now. Yeah. What you need? <laughs> what? I don't like when you ask me what I need. Yes, I am looking for a couple of those, actually. Yeah, you can find Which ones? Uh, I, I want, uh, it's not Atari, those X-Men Why versus Capcom. I don't know, because I got, I got shorts on. <laughs> is he making you nervous? <laughs> you always make me nervous when you ask me what I need. shaking. Because I just never just know relax. what's going to come next. Freaky, freaky, freaky Friday. <laughs> oh, wait till next hour, baby. All right. we got a topic for that ass, literally. <laughs> I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Jay-Z is celebrating the 18-year anniversary of the 4040 Club. And so that big anniversary celebration is taking place on August 28th. And I don't know, it's been 18 years since they opened 4040, but they said there's going to be a lot of people coming through like Diddy, Meek Mill. I'm sure Jay-Z will be there himself. Um, 
Robert Kraft, Lil Uzi, Bobby Schmurter, Rhapsody, Remy Ma, and all of that. So listen, didn't we, what was that thing we went to at the 4040? Wasn't that a, the opening? Remember? No. Years ago? I don't remember. No, I was I was at the opening when they did the grand opening of the 4040. So maybe it was a reopening? What thing did you go yeah, to? What did, yeah, what did you go to? This was years ago. This is literally like... We did the host a lingerie ago. football event No, there. it wasn't that. No, the grand opening was a long time ago. 18 Before years ago, Club, to be exact. That was a long time ago. <laughs> Me and Angelique was at something at the 4040 one time. <laughs> that was when they asked you to leave? Remember the one time they asked you to leave? No, that wasn't They asked, asked him to leave? leave? Yeah, remember no, because was... you had too many people? No, this was at that that time I was actually hosting something there and they wouldn't let all my people in because they weren't dressed right. So mm -hmm. I didn't Yeah, they go did in. not play with that dress code at 44. This was another time we were there for something cuz I remember Jay-Z was there. He used to always be he there. Always, he was always there. And we actually for the, um for the station up here we would always have our little holiday parties there. Nah, mm -hmm. and it was super packed and I remember Angelie told me don't even make eye contact with uh, nobody who can't get in VIP. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Because <laughs> you know how people be like, yo, can you, be, and you're like, I can't do anything. It's not my party. She said, don't even make eye contact. Jeez, I can't even like, do what? it. People be acting like it's your party because you're in the VIP. Like, Goodness I can help. Gracious, I can't help. Bougie. Don't even look. I don't look she at said, that don't eye even contact. make eye contact. I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. Can't even get into the club. Jeez. Now LeBron has reacted to getting zero votes from NBA executives and scouts on being the best player going into next season. Ten scouts and executives voted on the best player. So Giannis Antetokounmpo got five votes. Kevin Durant got five, and LeBron got zero. So somebody uh, at Cuffs the Legend wrote "washed," and then LeBron responded "super washed." I don't, I don't think that's far fetched though. Nineteenth season in the league. I mean, and plus they only voted, clear, clearly those 10, it's only 10 people, by the way. <laughs> and they only voted for two people. Yeah, Giannis piece. KD. That's what I'm Giannis. saying. And then LeBron said, thank you, as if I didn't need more gas for me. And then he put watch. Yeah, I wouldn't take so. that personal. Like, think about all the players like Luca and everybody else who didn't get voted on either. Those guys be balling their ass off. Well, maybe he should take it personal. Makes it more hard. I mean, whatever, yeah, whatever his motivation it's fueling is. fueling him. Sure. Let's go. Absolutely. And it's only 10 people. All right, now, Jeopardy host Mike Richards has apologized for sexist remarks. They have all these old podcast episodes that he did, and they're bringing up a lot of things that he said. It was a podcast called The Random Show, D-U-M-B Show, and he was uh, the host on that show. He had a co-host and a former assistant that was on there, too. They actually have gotten rid of all those episodes, too, so it's hard to even find them. But here is some of the things that he said. And, you know, we were telling you guys before about Jeopardy. They were looking for a new host. Mike Richards is the new host, and he was the executive producer of it as well. And so here are some of the things that he said that people find problematic. Everyone's going to wear one pieces and look really frumpy and overweight. That's so funny because no one's overweight. But they all You're look right, terrible right. in the picture. Yeah, they look fat and uh, and like not good in the picture. It's bad. Oh my god! You You're look great. Hilarious. You look like a Sports Illustrated model, and then you've got one piece Malones on either side of you. <laughs> all right. So that was him talking about the Sports Illustrated uh, swimsuit model issue, and he also they, they said that was insensitive commentary about women. And then here's another uh, clip of him where he's basically talking about the women calling them booth sluts and booth hoes. To the point to where Beth got a job being a, was it a booth hoe? Is that right? Yes. At, at CES? It a booth babe. I don't think yeah. they use the word hoe for that. <laughs> what is a booth babe? A booth, a booth slut is someone who dresses up in very provocative clothes. I said I was in a uh -huh. t-shirt. Well, she was in a white t-shirt contest. <laughs> They also said he made some anti-Semitic remarks and other things as well. So the Anti-Defamation League is calling for an investigation into some of his comments. 
You know, con- context matters, though, right? Like, he was playing within the rules a lot of it at the time. Like, the world is totally different, you know, from however long ago that was. How, how long ago was that? Uh, from 2013 to 2014. That's what I'm saying. And that's seven years ago. It'll be totally, and the world will be totally different seven years from now. It's things that we're say, saying right now, seven years from now, somebody could use against us. And the only reason people care right now is because they don't want him to be the host of Jeopardy. Like, we got to stop acting like this is about some moral right and wrong. It's about weaponizing something against him because they don't like him as the host of Jeopardy. And we know this. All right. Well, like I said, the Anti-Defamation League is calling for an investigation into the comments that he's made. They posted a statement on Twitter. New Jeopardy host Mike Richards disparaging remarks about Jews, women and Asians are no laughing matter. Stereotyping is an entry point to hate and his apology lacks acknowledgement of its harm. This reported pattern warrants an investigation. He apologized already? Yeah, he did apologize. You know, he did say it's humbling to confront a terribly embarrassing moment of misjudgment, thoughtlessness and insensitivity from nearly a decade ago. Looking back now, there is no excuse, of course, for the comments I made on this podcast. And I am deeply sorry. The podcast was intended to be a series of irreverent conversations. Okay, I got to pay for my parking. And um, between longtime friends who had a history of joking around, even with the passage of time, it's more than clear that my attempts to be funny and provocative were not acceptable. And he he apologized, and the best apology is change behavior. Has his behavior changed over the past seven years? His language? I don't know. I never even heard of the guy until now. I don't know anything about him. I never even heard of him until now. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right. Pay for this parking. It's, oh, no, it's not Friday yet. You can't wait. It's not Friday yet? It's definitely Friday. (laughs) Why would you say it's not Friday yet? You know how many people were like, it's not? (laughs) He's been waiting on this topic all week. We'll get to it after Donkey. Before after the hour, Donkey of the Day, we'll talk about why uh, you shouldn't be loyal to these corporations because they're not loyal to you, but we'll talk about it. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ MV. And our friends at Samsung have something big brewing over there, and I think it has to do with the new Samsung Galaxy. They keep saying, are you ready for this life? Not sure what it means? But come August 11th, we're all going to find out. Learn more at Samsung.com slash reserve. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. Donkey, donkey, that's pretty fun. Where's Charlamagne the Devil? <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Yeah, it's dog here today for Friday, August, what is it, the 20th. Go to Detroit Lions rookie head coach Dan Campbell. Now, look, I know football is a business, and there are no permanent friends or enemies when it comes to business. But damn, Daniel, Dan Campbell did something so cold, so cruel, so callous. And I wouldn't even have noticed if he himself didn't say, I'm an a-hole for doing it. Now, salute the long snapper Dan Maulback. Drop on the clues bombs for Don Maulback. Don't know him. Just dropping one of the clues bombs for him because he played 260 games for the Lions since joining the NFL as a rookie in 2004. The Detroit Lions are the only team Don Maulback has ever known. The only team he's ever played for in his NFL career. In fact, Don Maulback and Dan Campbell were teammates for three seasons with the Detroit Lions. So Dan Campbell and Don Maulback really know each other. They were teammates and now Dan is Don's coach. Well, was his coach, okay? So if you've been working for any organization for 17 years, even though we know corporate America isn't dying for none of us and most of us ultimately are nothing but numbers, I would expect to, you know, be let go a certain way. Am I asking too much of corporate America to be let go a certain way? Do people who have been working at a company for years deserve more than just a visit from HR that they are being released? I would think so, right? 
I know that's not how it works, but I will always have a problem with corporate America just treating people who have given so much of themselves and their lives to a company. And then when you hear stories like this one between Dan Campbell and Don Moback, it just gives you perspective on how you should be with these corporations. See, Don Moback got cut from the Detroit Lions after 17 years, and I think it's safe to say they did him dirty. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to NFL Network for the report, please. Listen. Speaking of the Lions, they have released their long snapper, Don Muehlbach. He played in 260 games over 17 seasons in Detroit. It's the eighth most with one team in NFL history. Muehlbach let go, MJ, on his 40th birthday. They cut Don Muehlbach on his 40th born day. I can't make this kind of stuff up. He got cut after 17 seasons with the Detroit Lions by his former teammate, who's now his coach on his 40th B-Day. This is the cold determination I've seen since Craig got fired on his day off for stealing boxes. Okay? How you fire a man who worked for a company for 17 years, who you worked with for three of those years on his birthday? Well, it's born day. I say born day because it was the day he was born. It was the day your mama gave birth. But not just any born day. His 40th? The big 4-0? Can you imagine the emotional high and low you caused Don on this day? Now, I'm sure Don will be fine in life, but damn, man, damn. If you don't like the man, just say so. Was this a coincidence or was it personal? I don't know. All I know is Dan Campbell is holding himself accountable. Let's go to the Detroit Free Press to hear what uh, Dan Campbell had to say about the situation. It's the coach. No, there's no way to sugarcoat that, you know. I'm an ass. So there's, that's about the best way to put it, and I hate it. You know, there was no way around it, really. I mean, yeah, you could say there is, but ultimately that falls on me. It's my fault, and uh, Don's a hell of a dude, and it sucks, but it is what it is. Eddie, can Damn, I say... Daniel. <laughs> Eddie, can I say a-hole? I can't say... No. You can't? No? Why? Why'd you do your thumb like that when I said it, Dan? Why, Dan? Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm an a-hole, sure. But the damage is done. You can't say that. I didn't say it. <laughs> sure, but the damage is done, right? You can't put this toothpaste back into YouTube. And even though I don't expect more from corporate America, uh, I expect more from a coach who used to be a former player. Okay, I feel like when you get in these positions and you, you know, are in are in, in the position of, you know, being a former player, when you get in these positions, you should get in these positions to change things, not to become what you once hated. Please give Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Detroit Lions, the biggest he are. Come on, man. I know there's no permanent friends and enemies when it comes to business, but damn, bro. All right. And you used to be a former player? Mm-mm-mm. I mean, at least do it the next day on his actual born day. Can't wait a week. That's foul. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. Now it's Friday, so you know what that means. It's, it's freaky, 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 freaky Friday. I'm nervous because I don't know what y'all are about to do, but you guys have been leading up to something. There ain't no guys. No. Been one person in this room has no, been excited no, about no, this topic no, all no, week. No, no, no both no, of you. Bo- Excuse me? Charlemagne was the one that came up with the idea. You're a liar. Don't that, lie on me like that on this fine Friday. Yes, you are. Now, this, this is the Lord's from, Day now. This came from the brother Turk. Now, Turk used to be with the group Cash Money, and he said this recently in an interview. It's just like somebody hitting somebody on the ass. You know what I'm saying? When they playing basketball, that don't mean they gay. Every male have some type of gay game that they play with their homeboy. But when you know your sexual preference, what the f***, you feel me? What the hell happened? What just happened? I don't know. What's the question? 
Have you ever played gay games with your homeboys? You got the question. All right. 800-585-1051 is Friday. It's Freaky 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 Friday. Let's be honest. Have you ever played gay games with your homeboy? Mm-hmm. I hope y'all say yes, because if not, then those weren't games that y'all were playing. <laughs> Excuse me? What? Do you- Angelique, what are you talking about? Why We don't have nothing to do with this situation. There's plenty of footage that would say otherwise. <laughs> what are you talking about? Now, one of the producers up here, Dan, says, uh, ask the, all the athletes, too, because basically all locker room uh, locker rooms play gay games. Well, there's no I mean, athletes in this gay, room. But that's not even considered gay game. If you slap your your teammate on the butt because it's a good play, it's you know what job. I'm saying? That's it. That's, yeah. that's not, so what's a, what's my like, boyfriend does that even, when I cook. Really? What? No. Huh? <laughs> good job. That's, not that's what you guys do. Unless you, all right, forget okay. it. But, <laughs> all right. But I mean, I don't think that, I don't even know if that's, con, that's so not what's gay. Con, what's considered a gay game then, Charlamagne? Tell me. I've never played one. So everything you do is real. <laughs> It's Freaky Friday, man. Why not? We'll hey, talk about it when we come back. What about if you get somebody a mold of your butt? Is that a game? Or is that, that, that is that definitely is, a, that is a gift. Eight hundred five eight Gift. We're talking gay games on the Breakfast Club. I have Club. footage of y'all humping. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club topic. Break it down. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's Friday, so you know what that means. It's Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Friday. And the Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Friday question comes from Turk. Now, Turk was a member of Cash Money. He did an interview recently, and he talked about uh, Cash Money, Birdman, Lil Wayne. Let's listen. It's just like somebody hitting somebody on the ass. You know what I'm saying? When they playing basketball, that don't mean they gay. Every male have some type of gay game that they play with their homeboy. But when you know your sexual preference, bro, it's like, what the f***? You feel me? So we're asking 800-585-1051. Have you ever played gay game with your friends? I'm going to let y'all handle this one. Well, to be honest with you, uh, gay games are some of my favorite games to play. Uh, I know I may be a little too old for it, but it's just fun. And I tend to agree with what Turk is saying. And the reason I love to play these gay games is because I love to see how uncomfortable they make other men. Okay, y'all been watching The Breakfast Club for years. Y'all been watching The Brilliant Idiots podcast. I can't lie to y'all about the type of gay games I like to play. <laughs> There's no need for me to lie. You've seen me give DJ Envy a mold of, of a butt. It wasn't my butt. You know what I mean? Because I'm not that thick. I thought it was. No, that's not my, that wasn't my actual butt. But I gave him a mold of my butt. You know what I mean? And amongst other things. What else? Angelique, stop acting like you ain't been an eyewitness all these years. No, I'm just asking. Right. <laughs> you said I gave him a moment of my butt amongst other things. What's I mean, the other, other thing? We, we do other things. When 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 uh, Drunken Love was popping, we used to surfboard. What yo, stop, yo, stop, yo. stop, man. You're taking it too far. Envy, what, what, what did you what did you do? Yes, man. What did you do, Envy? I don't do. You ain't got footage. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, I definitely don't. do have footage. The, the only thing is, with that one time I was DJing the one club. One time. And I rocked the club, and on the way out, the guy smacked me on my ass and said, "Good job." That ain't the only time. Stop. Come on now, we're talking about. We used you to make up together. little songs. Like what? I'm not repeating none of them songs. <laughs> right. I don't know what you're talking okay. about. Okay. Oh yeah, now you don't know what I'm talking about. All right. You know why? Because you worried about your little homeboys hitting you on the phone, saying, "See, there you go, letting Charlemagne make you gay again." <laughs> you worried about your son Logan hitting you up? You heard him worry about Big Logie talking about you and Charlemagne sus. <laughs> That's what you worried about. Okay. Let me see if Logan I can Google this. Definitely called sus once or twice. <laughs> he definitely asked. <laughs> He has. He's called the sus. I'm going to grow up one day. You're going to grow up one day. Oh, my gosh. It's fun. So y'all made this a... Okay. You know, Don, like, Don, listen. 
Donnell's one of my favorite people to mess with when it comes <laughs> to stuff like that. My mad. boy Wax, one of my favorite people to mess with when it comes to stuff like that. Look you know at this. Um, wow, there's a whole article in the Metro in the UK. Stop shaming DJ Envy. Some straight men like pegging. Get over it. <laughs> Whoa, now I don't know nothing about that. Now, that ain't got nothing to do with me. Okay. Fine. Now, that one right there, that's a little too far. I don't got nothing to do with that. All right? That, that ain't got okay. nothing to do with me now. I did not even know they had this whole article. That, don't, that ain't me. You know what I'm saying? I might I might comment on his legs or something like that just to make him uncomfortable, Yo, but I ain't never I'm did that. I'm in the hallway, right? Excuse me? I'm, I'm in the hallway, and I'm sitting down, and he goes, Sean, and goes, damn. You look sexy with that sunshine shining on you. I said, what? He goes, you look sexy with that, that sunshine on you. I'm like, my dude. That ain't what you did. He's a liar. You know what I said so, to him? So I get up. He goes, yo, sit back down. You look sexy under the sun. And what you gonna do? I sat back down. In the sun. <laughs> this is, this is, all, hello, who's this? <laughs> That's not funny. Peace, King. But ever since I got through to y'all, man, I'm the apprentice. I called y'all about a year ago. Last year was crazy. Y'all held it down most definitely. Thank most you, King. Definitely. Hey, first and foremost, man, I ain't never worked at a place with so many uh, mayonnaise flavored mammals that talk about Peckerwood, Smooth Johnson, and anything about this. They play so many games, it'll make you just want to walk out the building. It's ridiculous. So everybody who works at a factory, stop playing them gay games like if you ain't about that life. Oh, so, <laughs> so, so basically what you're saying is stop threatening you with a good time. You really want to have a good time. <laughs> and that's how they look at you, too, and they're serious. They, like, they look at you just like how you said it, too. Like, who you ready? <laughs> See, I play too well, much. I some type of way. I just walk away and smile, man. It's <laughs> crazy. Excuse my language. That's wild. But it's love. I don't understand half of it. Y'all gonna have to explain it to me. I'll say, uh, have somebody call that will explain it. That, it don't make no sense. <laughs> right, brother. Hello, who's this? Man, it's Jay. Hey, what's yeah. up, bro? I, I miss with y'all. But yeah, we, we're not all homeboys play little games. We do not be spicy like you and uh, Charlamagne Envy. We do so, not be spicy like that, though. All right, so tell me some things that you've heard that make you think it's spicy up here. Uh, let me see. I mean, with all due respect, Charlemagne, you, you be going a little in. I, you, like, yo, Top firing. Really, I'm a married man, uh, and he be disrespecting my wife all the time. I'm married, too. Uh, we can talk about Envy calling Charlemagne, babe. Okay. We can talk about uh, Charlemagne. This, uh, this ain't about uh, us. What you and your boys do? <laughs> this ain't about us. What you and your boys do? <laughs> Me and my old boys do not be that spice at all. Like we might, we might say like a little, we might say something, but it, it do like not. Like give me an example. Like, what y'all say? Yeah, so it, give it, us it's an mild. Example. It ain't hot wings. It's mild. What y'all say? All right. So boom, we'll, we'll just be like, but we'll say this in front of our girlfriends too, though. Like you feel me? Like my homeboy, like let's say he got a five fit on. But he'd be like, oh, yeah, boy, you trying to be cute today. Like, you know what I'm saying? There you go. That's kind of spicy, bro. That's cool. <laughs> That's and then spicy. you say, give me a kiss. How that spicy, bro? How that spicy? It, it's mild. It ain't It ain't spicy. It's mild. Now, I don't know if this is true, but Slick305 said on Twitter, you guys play a game called Grab Ass. I ain't never played no Grab Ass now. Never in life. That's, never. What, that's what Slick305 <laughs> says, y'all, to uh, play bro. this game. You keep being cute out there, all right, man? <laughs> yeah, I never played the game of grab yes, ass. Yes, you did. You and me used to play a game of grab ass. Yes, oh, you did. Don't I think you, you guys did.
No, 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 for real. Amizi used to grab my. He did, he see? did, he did. Amizi violated me a couple times. See? I'm not gonna lie. He did, right, he did, see? he did. All right. He did, he did. But I, by the way, everybody. Here's the thing. Everybody in on the game. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I we, we all play these little games every now and then. I don't, said, don't say we all. Okay? I ain't talking yeah. about you. I'm talking to the men. No, we ain't I'm talking, talking to the women today. Every man I, does not play <laughs> that game. You cannot say we all. I said we, meaning we is in my circle. We. <laughs> Which circle? I didn't say all men. I said we. Which circle? Knock it off. We're but listen, <laughs> it's a game. We have fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, little, like for example, my dude, Josh in Maryland, white dude, he makes these edibles. He makes these cake balls. Know you know what I'm saying? Goes. And the running joke is like, yo, Josh, I really need your b- <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> See, you play too much. Now, what if, what if one of your friends doesn't want to play? Salute to Josh and Jay. What do you mean? None of them want to like, play. That's what makes it fun. What if they're like, I want to opt out? That's what makes it fun, though, because they'd be so uncomfortable. That's what I, that's what I like. 800-585-1051. We're just asking if you play gay games with your friends. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> what was up right now at the Breakfast Club? Good morning. Talking about play. Well, it's Friday, so you know what that means. It's, it's freaky, 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 freaky Friday. And the freaky, freaky, freaky Friday question comes from Turk. If you haven't had, if you haven't heard Turk, Turk did an interview, and this is what he said during the, his interview. It's just like, somebody hitting somebody on the ass. You know what I'm saying? When they playing basketball, that don't mean they gay. Every male have some type of gay game that they play with their homeboy. But when you know your sexual preference, bro, it's like, what the f***? You feel me? But like I say, I understand the mindset of people today. You know what I'm saying? Like being the age where I'm at now, I wouldn't play no type of games to mislead people to even think that gay. But um, if you're a real Man, y'all know like every got inside jokes that they play with they niggas, dog. Who knew? Turk, I ain't leaving you on that island by yourself, man. People have been watching the Breakfast Club and they've been watching the Brilliant Idiot podcast long enough to know how I like to play. So you, okay. you so you know in the building we have a revolving door to walk in. Charlemagne is the type that if I walk in the revolving door first, he's gonna walk in the same part of that revolving door. <laughs> That's a lie. That's happened one time and it was your fault. Okay? <laughs> your fault. And and since that day, you've been trying to get stuck with me in that damn revolving door <laughs> since. <laughs> okay? You got stuck in the revolving door. This is so door. stupid. <laughs> you gotta walk slowly. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Yo, it was so That's stupid. why I be so stupid because none of this is for show. It's just dumb stuff that be happening. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. The other day, me and Envy get off the elevator. I tell Envy, I say, go in front of me. He's like, no. Like, why you don't walk in front of me? He's like, no, he start covering his butt. Like, like what's wrong? Hey, buddy, what's up with you, man? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hello, who's this? this? Is so weird. This is Big Mike. The Big Mike. From <laughs> <laughs> you play, you play hey, gay games. Hey, yo. Play- hey, yo. I'm a big fan of y'all, bro. Day one fan, bro. I'm going to tell y'all this, though. Y'all be acting up when y'all be turning up for the gay stuff, man. Y'all be acting, bring me right back to my youth. Talk to me. What you used to do in your youth, bro? Bro, you used to walk up to me, tell her like, yo, bro, you got bigger, son? (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with that? See, y'all two, y'all. Oh, look, we used to have a button, right? Like, yo, hit my button, right? Whoa. And then I would hit his button on his back, and he'd be like, yo, his head would just start moving this shit, like, you know what I'm saying? No, I don't know what you're saying. It's a little different. So wait, where's the button? Yeah, I don't hit his back. Where, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't get it. Where the button was on his back. Either you hit the button on the back, and each of us had a different motion that we would do. That was mad gay. Is the button like a turn on? Like it's like a turn on? <laughs> Nah, nah, it's a imaginary part. It's like hit the button. We act like robots. Automatic head giving. Uh, automatic. Automatic. Oh, head I get what you're saying. I get what so you're saying. So you hit the button and then somebody a twerk or something. 
Yeah, yeah, wow. Facts, facts. We used to act up, but y'all bring me right back to my YouTube and all that. Jazz. And and that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, yo, you don't act like what Turk was saying was crazy. He wasn't. He wasn't yeah, crazy. It's really not. Like we was really acting up back in the day, bro. I, I look. I got a wife. All that. All right, bro. He said I got a wife now. All that. I can't do that. No I got more. a wife too. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up? It's Felix. Hey, Felix, man. You be playing gay games with your friends? <laughs> do I be playing? Nah, I don't be playing. I mean, but I have. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like I feel like. um you know, like when you play like video games or things like that, you know what I'm saying? You might like mad for him. If you like score like at the last minute, you're facing like in the mouth or something like that. Or, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you play basketball or something, you know what I'm saying? You slam on a person or shoot a, a good shot over them or something. You know, you'll say something like that. You know what I mean? Like, like you do said, you know your sexuality, man. That's right. Manhood, you comfortable with your manhood, man. You know, you say little things like that with people that you're really cool with. That's right. Um, it's not really, it's not really saying, hey, I'm, I'm a f-ing, you know, gay or nothing like that. But you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just in fun with somebody that you're really close with, that you consider like a brother. Or, that's all it is. You know, good tight friends. That's it, man. It's just, it's fun. But you know, <laughs> you know, it's funny, right? The other day, Charlamagne, you're talking to your wife on the phone, right? And I guess your wife was taking a COVID test. What happened? Oh yeah, she was getting the COVID test, and I said something to her like, um. I don't know. I said something about getting an anal swab or something like that. And she was like, I ain't DJ Envy. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, she's like, go play with your little friend, okay? I ain't DJ Envy. Go play with your little friend, go okay? Little friend. <laughs> All I know is some of these headlines for y'all are crazy. Listen, I don't care. I like to play. I like to have a good time. No. I like my sense of humor. What makes me laugh is what makes me laugh. It just is what it is. You know what I mean? And I, I agree with Turk. You know what I mean? If you're secure in your manhood, you can play like that. Yeah, but Turk and them be kissing each other. I ain't, I ain't with I, that. I didn't do that. I ain't and I, that. And, I, I, and, I, and, and it's funny. It's really funny when the person is super uncomfortable. Right. When the man is really uncomfortable. That's when it's really funny. Like, Envy literally was covering his butt walking off the elevator. I was, <laughs> Never mind the fact he was sagging his pants. Only because I, I tell him pull his pants up. He tell me to stop looking. Now, guys, this might be borderline an issue. <laughs> what? Because if someone's uncomfortable... With you doing things and has to cover his butt. He got butt. in the revolving door with me. Yeah, we was running. We you know, stupid. We looked running around That's revolving indicative door. That's of a bigger together. issue. That looks stupid. <laughs> Goodness that Christ. was dumb. We was doing a little stutter step. <laughs> oh my god! Laughs and we giggling the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I hate y'all, man. They actually have footage of it from downstairs. <laughs> I would love to see that. Yes, they do. <laughs> we got rumors on the way. Do we need that? Um, <laughs> but let's talk about some of the biggest salaries for movie stars. And I'll tell you who number one on the list is with $100 million. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk the highest paid actor. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Variety put out the list of the highest paid actors in Hollywood. Who do you think is number one? Uh, The Rock. Number two. He's number two. The oh, Ro- somebody's more than The Rock? Yes, hmm. The Rock made $50 million off of Red One. Will Smith was number three. Who's number one? Who'd Denzel number was one? number four. Leonardo DiCaprio was number five. Mark Wahlberg, number six. What was Michael B. Jordan on there? Uh, he was not on there. Yes, he is. He yeah. made fifteen million. I don't know who's number one. Who's number one? Uh, Michael B. Jordan was number thirteen. Number one is Daniel Craig. Who's that? He's the one that played James Bond, and it was because of the Knives oh, Out sequel. The one that ain't leaving his kids nothing. Right. Yeah. They said he walked away with at least a hundred million after uh, Ryan Johnson sold his two Knives Out sequels to Netflix for a reported four hundred million dollars. That's wow. crazy because last year was COVID. 
the theaters weren't even barely open. Yeah, well, I guess the deal that they made, mm. and that's for ne- and I think wow. Knives Out wasn't that on Netflix? I have no idea. I didn't yep, see it. it was on Netflix. I saw it, and they actually play it on the plane all the time. Mm. But yeah, so that's why Daniel Craig was number. One. Yeah, it's good. Mm. It's a good movie. All right, now also just so y'all know, over the weekend, Manny Pacquiao and current welterweight world champion your Dennis Ugas is going to be meeting. For a blockbuster title fight, that's going to be live from the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas this weekend. So make sure you guys watch that. That is tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern. You I was can really watch looking it on forward to Earl Spence and Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, me but, too. I mean, I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. And you can get it on the Fox Sports app, and you can also watch it on any screen that you want when you use that app. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's talk about new music because it is Friday. So I don't know if y'all noticed, but I love Division and Ty Dolla Sign, and they have a project out together called Cheers to the Best Memories. Now they had announced this a while ago, and they already had a song that I love that I've been playing, and that song also features Mac Miller. Here they are talking about the studio session with Mac Miller. First time connecting with Mac was actually in the, in the studio session that turned into Believed It. Mac pulled up, they literally played him the whole album. He was just super hype on that Believed It record because it was just us and Ty at the time. He picked it immediately, told him to load up the beat, sat down, and you know, got to it. He did a verse that night, but then when he went home, he was like, nah, you know, I, c- I could do even better, like give me a second. And if you haven't heard the song, because I don't know if you guys have, I believed it. Here is Division Ty Dolla Sign featuring Mac Miller, I Believed It. All right, so, yes. And look, because I love Division and Ty Dolla Sign so much, here's another snippet of a song that's called uh, Wedding Cake. I picked this specifically because I felt like you guys would like this. We gon' play some Marvin Gaye Then we gon' throw on Maxwell Jodeci Forever my lady like it's wedding day Yeah, don't need no reason for us to celebrate And you know, you know you can't be playing songs with Maxwell's name in there Envy gets triggered <laughs> no, I don't. Stop it. He's triggered. All right. Now, also out today, Rod Wave, the Soulfly Deluxe album is out. And here is Already One featuring Lil Durk. All right, and Dame Dollar has his album out, Different on Levels, The Lord Allowed. And this song is called The Right One, featuring Lil Wayne and Mozzie. Got the right one, cover the trenches and I'm getting close to a B. Private or in public, bitch, don't come for me. Make my sacrifices till they're comfortably. I got the white one, I got the plain one, I got the bite one. Y'all know who Dame Dollar is, right? Damien Lilly, don't Just ever disrespect sure. us Just like that. Just make it sure. Drop okay. the clues bombs for Dame Dollar. Dame can rap his ass off too, by the way. Yeah, so it's all a win today. And also, uh, Rick Hyde has plates two out today. Rick Hyde. Shout out to Rick Hyde. Shout out to everybody in Buffalo. We actually spoke to him for a minute, um, mm-hmm. and that is available on YouTube if you want to see what he talked about when he, we discussed his new album that's out today. Uh, new singles from Gunna. Young Thug has TikTok. There's a lot of new music out today. That's why we love Friday, so we can have some things to listen to. Trippy Red, uh, Trip at Night is also out. So. Young Thug got a song called TikTok? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. Woo! What makes things go viral on the talking of the ticks? I don't have a talking of the ticks, but I always hear about I'm on the talking Usually of the dances. ticks. Usually dances. 
really? or like clips. Yeah, and okay. people they have a uh, funds so they can pay creators on there too. So. They have funds so they can pay creators. Yeah, they have like a creator program. So you oh, get paid. funds. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. got you. Got you. So after you have a, a certain amount of followers, and then you do a certain amount of views, you start getting paid. I was looking at you. this article on Business Insider about some of uh, these TikTokers and how much they get paid and how they monetize on there. If you want to check that out, but also uh, lastly, I just want to say Leah's one in a million has arrived to streaming services also. Come on right. now. All right, and that is your rumor report. Yep, and we're going to be playing five of her biggest hits celebrating the release of a catalog being on the streaming services. So we'll do that next, and it's The Breakfast Club Revolt. We'll see you on Monday. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And our friends at Samsung have something big brewing over there, and I think it has to do with the new Samsung Galaxy. They keep saying, are you ready for this life? Not sure what it means? But come August 11th, we're all going to find out. Learn more at samson.com slash reserve. Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now we got a shout to uh, Black Voters Matters. Latasha Brown and Cliff Albright. Cliff Albright, yes. Salute to Latasha and Cliff, man. They always out there doing the work. And that's why I be saying, like, people don't even be knowing who on the front lines fighting for them for real all the time. People like Tamika Mallory and my son and Linda Sarso and Untell Freedom, Latasha Brown, Cliff Albright, Black Voters Matter. Like, they're the ones going to the Capitol, blocking the airports in D.C., getting arrested, out there really pushing for us mm-hmm. while y'all just online yapping. Okay? So salute to them. I appreciate the work that they do. Making Absolutely. a donation to them this weekend. Right, and don't forget my car show, Carchella Detroit, goes down the 30th of October, just in time for Halloween. So we're going to be doing a, a, a trunk and treat. It's going to be, of course, celebrity cars, exotic cars, and amusement rides, games, and all that for the kids. So if you haven't got your tickets, I definitely want to see you in Detroit. What up, doe? October 30th. Now, Charlamagne, you got a, a positive note? Well, listen, I want to salute Good Housekeeping, too, man. I love the review that y'all did on Anita Kopach's uh, Shallow Waters, which is out right now. Everybody go grab it this weekend if you have it. And this, my, my quote is simple, man. You know, my wife sent me this scripture this morning. And, you know, this is one of the many reasons I love my wife. But she sent me Psalm 110.1. The Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. Carry that with you this weekend, people. Breakfast club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done?